0: Are you one of millions of people throughout the world who are affected by addiction? It's a disease that touches individuals and everybody in their lives. Welcome to Shattering the Stigma with Mama Dukes and son Frankie. This is a whole person and whole family issue and needs to be tackled together in order to successfully beat this. Now here's Mama Dukes and Frankie.
1: What's up, guys? It's Frankie and Mama Dukes here at Shattering the Stigma, Fuck Heroin Foundation. Hey, guys. uh, We're back again this week, man. Um, It's been a really uh, eventful week for us. Had a lot going on. Uh, Fuck Heroin was actually split up all over the country this week. Uh, James and Stephanie and I were here in uh, Lake Worth, Florida at uh, Bamboo Room for uh, the first uh, first South Florida Recovery Fest with recovering artists worldwide. Uh, hood hippie, our boy Frank Morgan and some other people and uh, Mama Dukes and Jesse were actually up in Ohio.
2: Yeah we were in Bucyrus. Uh, that was an I, I gotta say an amazing event that uh, Shanna Fetters put together and her dad, Ken. Um, I can't tell you how many people were helped and taken right out of there to treatment. All. Ohio people, a lot of the different groups, Serenity Street, Recovery, Recover Warriors. Ohio Can, uh, Demented Jesters. Anyways, all working together with several different treatment centers, able to take 25 kids into treatment. Uh, what a beautiful gift, and we're praying for all of them uh, Some excited people, some people that were there actually starting detoxing, and they were so serious about wanting help. So it was a a truly beautiful event. Um,
1: You know, it's always really good to see when, uh, you know, treatment centers are able to open up scholarship beds and stuff like that. I know for me, you know, I didn't have private, private insurance or a lot of money to get into treatment. When I was ready to go, and if it wasn't for uh, scholarships and people taking chances like that, um, I, can, I know I could say I wouldn't be here today. Um, you know, that's one thing Fuck Heroin does is uh, we spend a lot of time networking and talking to different treatment centers um, out there, trying to find scholarship beds available, whether it's for detox, uh, residential PHP, IOP, whatever level of care. You know, we try to find places willing to give a bed up. So if you're out there and you work with a treatment center. Um, or a detox, or uh, you have a sober living, and uh, you would be able to open up a bed for somebody that's less fortunate but really wants this. Uh, give us a call at four one nine nine seven one KICK, and uh, let's see what we can do to get some people off the streets and uh, into a better, better situation.
2: Another week of a uh, few people we know passing away. You know this, this doesn't end, guys, and you know I want to say this somebody uh, made a comment on there like you know they got what they deserved or or, you know what did they think would happen you know that stigma's gotta quit it's not like someone sits down and and goes to get high that day with thinking you know I'm gonna die and it's to uh, hurt my family and everyone else and that stig- stigma needs to quit uh, police officers you know Get get a little bit of education. Some of you are great with people. Others, you know, someone's at the hospital, their child's being pronounced dead, and you've got the balls to say to them, well, your child had a choice to make, buying heroin or not, and they made the wrong one. How uncaring is that? I yeah, don't that's, care how that's someone died. not any died. right
1: for any uh, police officer, or detective, or anyone like that to talk any to a family human anytime. Whether it's a death from an overdose or not, you know, and time of death is a time especially professional figures need to be a little more uh, empathetic and just uh, be available and keep their uh, rude ass uh, comments and opinions to themselves.
2: You um, know, one of the other things that, that while Jesse and I were up in Ohio this time, no one seems to know what Casey's Law is, and that's a shame. It was passed in 2012, and no one knows what it is. None of the government ent- entities that should know, the hospitals, the judges, well, the lawyers, the people that are crying for help, like, what can I do with my loved one? Well, I'm
1: sure a lot of our listeners don't know about Casey's Law either, Mom. Why don't you tell them a little bit about that, what you know, they can do?
2: I'm not going to go into a huge amount of detail on this uh, episode, because we're going to have Kelly Mangold, um, who, who we're doing a project with, um, in Ohio, that is getting some things copywritten to get in every courthouse, every facility, every hospital, everywhere that, that can be. And we're gonna have her, her on here as a guest um, because she's one of those mothers that was begging for help and, and was amazed when she found out what it was. But basically, it's a law that if you fear for your loved one's life, you can go to the court and tell them and fill some paperwork out. And they're basically mandated by the court to treatment. You know, it's it's still the family's responsibility to find out where they're gonna go to treatment or to pay for it, you know, which is another thing. Encourage everyone, it's open enrollment. Everyone qualifies for something. Help your loved one get signed up for Obamacare, Medicaid, Medicare. There are, it makes it so much easier for the resources. But why don't you tell them who's going to be our first guest today? So,
1: you know, in a little bit here, we're going to bring my boy uh, boy Richie Weber up in Ohio. Um, Man, Richie's been uh, kicking some ass in the MMA world as well as helping a lot of people. He's from Clyde, Ohio. Um, He's got a little organization himself uh, called Fight for Recovery.
2: He just started uh, Project Phoenix also, which, you know, I'm sure he'll tell us a little about.
1: And, uh, you know, it's really cool, man, because we've been doing, uh, you know, first of all, it's just really cool to see a lot of events, man, and uh, all these things popping up to raise awareness and to uh, see so many families and people coming back to, uh, you know, fight to fight against this epidemic, man. And the way Rich, Richie's doing it is with a lot of force, man. So we're going to bring Richie on and uh, let, let him tell us a little bit about what he does.
2: Hey, Richie, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, how you doing? What's up, man? Good. How's it going, man? Good. It was good to see you over the weekend. Did I get out of there just in time? Did it get colder or not?
3: Uh, Yeah, I did a little bit, so (laughs) we're lucky.
2: But why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself?
3: Uh, Sure. Um, My name's Richie Weber, and uh, I'm a recovering heroin addict. I have uh, two years off of heroin, and... Like a lot of people, my addiction started uh, with prescription painkillers. I was an athlete in high school. I won a state title my sophomore year, and uh, I had a football injury when I was 17. And I was prescribed Percocets, and that eventually led to my heroin uh, addiction. And uh, after a couple of stints in jails and uh, two overdoses and a near death, you know, I managed to come out on the other side. And um, you know, I tried today to do everything I can to try and help other people make it out from where I was
2: at. What would you say your uh, your light was or, or, or what was it that made you make that change? When did you know you were done?
3: My turning point came uh, the last time I had to turn myself into jail. The day that I turned myself in, I found out two days later from my mom that one of my childhood friends had overdosed that same day that I turned myself in. And uh, she just looked at me with tears in her eyes and said, you know, I thought about how that could have been used so many times, but that finally hit me, that I could die from this. And then I just i hated how my friend was gone, and I wanted to be done.
2: You know, it, it had to be a little bit humbling that, you know, here you are, this, you know, athlete in high school, superstar, and then to go down that road. It can happen to anybody, and, you know, that's why shattering the stigma, you know, it can happen anywhere, but but the cool thing about it is, you survived, and what you're doing with it, and how you've come back, and how these kids look up to you and reach out to you, and you know I don't think a week goes by that you don't contact us with either a question or someone that needs help, or do we know where they could go, and you know it, it it's just awesome what you're doing. Yeah,
3: yeah man. I really appreciate uh, all your guys' help, man. <laughs>
1: not just that man you got them dope ass shirts too man what do they say on them (laughs) choke your local heroin dealer yeah we got the choke your local (laughs) heroin dealer shirts yeah man i like those man i like those i like those The shoot your local heroin dealer man um you know it stirs up a lot of shit a lot of people got a lot of stuff to say um but i i don't think those people understand that everything that families go through you know what i mean and uh you know, at least you euthanize it a little bit, and you just choke the dealers and not shoot them. <laughs> but uh, what hey, made you? What made you come up with that idea for the shirt, man?
3: Well, uh, I think you mentioned it for a little bit. Uh, I'm a mixed martial arts fighter now. Um, I somehow managed to come out through my addiction and still be somewhat at- athletic, luckily. Um, <laughs> then. Uh, kill that off too much but uh i got into mixed martial arts somewhat but, uh,
1: athletic man i just seen your uh i just seen your fight a, a couple of weeks ago where you fucking ripped dude's head off in like 60 minutes or 60 seconds bro <laughs> what are you talking about you're out there killing them man oh man i appreciate it
3: but uh yeah i got into mixed martial arts after a buddy of mine like passed away and he was a mixed martial artist and, you know, he was always trying to get me into it, and I won that one. And I, I think it was like 38 seconds, and I got it by a rear naked choke. So it was kind of just my own take on the shoot your local heroin dealer with my mixed martial arts. I just decided, well, choking's just a good for me, at least.
2: Why don't uh, Why don't you tell the audience where, if they'd like one, and and um, I'd also like to mention he's got hoodies that uh, for your fight that you've got coming up, and. So how can they yeah. get one if they want one?
3: Uh, you can contact me on uh, Facebook, either uh, Facebook dot com slash Fight for or my personal page, which is uh, Richie Richie Weber with two B's. Uh, you can shoot me a message there, and if you ha- at this time if you have PayPal, I can uh, send you a shirt or a hoodie.
2: So we're going to be going to break here in about a minute, and uh, you know when we come back, I want you to let the audience know about what's going on December 10th and how they can come out and support
3: sure
2: so uh, why don't you tell them about Facebook real quick
1: excuse me All right, guys well we're going to be going to break here and um, we'll be right back with uh, Richie Weber and uh, we'll get a little bit more into uh, Fight Fight for Recovery Ohio and talk a little bit about uh, this upcoming event that Richie's got man so we'll 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 hear from you after the break, all right?
4: We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go, on iPhone, Blackberry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, Blackberry App World, or Android Market.
5: If you're busy, stressed, and can't ever seem to find the time to add in those new healthy habits, you need to check out Lisa Lutan's busy, stressed, and food-obsessed show. This program will help you discover easy ways to improve your health and happiness. Plus, you will pick up all sorts of tips on better eating, fitness, relationships, how to manage stress, and a lot more. You'll feel yourself becoming healthier just by tuning in. Listen live every Thursday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health and Wellness. What causes us to be sick?
4: Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World,
0: or Android Market. You are tuned into Shattering the Stigma with Frankie and Mama Dukes. Reach out to us on the show today at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1 472 5792. You may also drop us a line at Lisha 1120 at gmail.com. That's l e s h a 1120 at gmail.com. Now, back to shattering the stigma.
1: What's up, guys? Welcome back from break. It's Frankie and Mama Dukes with Fuck Heroin Foundation. We're here at Shattering the Stigma.
2: Hey, guys. We got Richie Weber with us.
1: Got our boy Richie Weber uh, up there in Clyde, Ohio, man, doing big things. And uh, before break, we were starting to talk a little bit about uh, the big event, man, on uh, December 10th, man. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that, Richie, man?
3: Yeah, that'll be a fight. It's uh, supposed to be in Berea, Ohio in uh, Cuyahoga County Fairgrounds. Um, it's a mixed martial arts fight. will be December 10th. The venue hasn't been announced yet, but again, like I said previously, uh, you can keep posting on all my fights and different events I have going on at uh, Fight for Recovery Ohio on Facebook or my personal page, Richie Weber.
2: So, you know, you and I talk on the phone every once in a while, and, uh, it you know, it's got to be hard to... to juggle everything that you're doing, a couple hours a day, practicing, you know, getting to meetings, getting 40, 50 phone calls a day from different people? How, how, do, you, uh, how do you keep track of all, everything you're doing and, and keep your program running for you? How do you juggle it?
3: Well, luckily for me, a lot of uh, the contacts that come through are through social media, so I have a way to kind of look back and see who I'm talking to and what I'm talking about. Um, the biggest thing for me is I always take time uh, to try and sit back and reflect, to pray, to put my program first and my recovery first. And for me, a big part of my recovery is helping people. So it kind of ties in together.
2: That's awesome. People, you know, people, it's really important to remember to do that. And some sometimes it can be lost sight of. So, um, so I got to see you a little bit on Saturday. Um, tell them a little bit about your feelings for that event we were at. It was awesome.
3: Yeah, I love that event. And that's, um, events like that are such a big part of what Fight for Recovery tries to promote is just positive, sober events. Because it's not just quitting drugs is like what's going to get you off of drugs. It's changing your lifestyle and changing the kind of people that you're around. So when you're around positive, sober people at events like that, that it's fun. Like there was bowling, you know, there was like arcade games, there was pool, there was just good food, you know, like, how are you not going to have a good time? Like, like, you don't need drugs to have a
1: good time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
3: That music, that music. And
1: and that's one of the things I thought when I got sober, you know, is that, you know, once I got sober, I wouldn't be able to go to music festivals. I wouldn't be able to uh, work on my own music. Or do a lot of the things I like to do, man. And, you know, that was the case for the first few months. You know, I really had to work on me. But um, I started finding that, uh, you know, today I can go to places with, like, 20 or 30 sober people. And uh, we'll be in, like, a sports bar watching a game or something. And we'll be the ones getting kicked out. And all the drunk people want to know what we're on and where they can get it. You know what I mean? And it's, uh, it's just crazy how, you know, when we're out there, we think we can't have fun, man. But... Man, what do, you, what do you do for fun and recovery, man, other than, you know, uh, the MMA and everything? Like, what, what do you do for Richie time, man?
3: I mean, I'm the kind of person now, like, I can make the best out of any situation, kind of like you said, man. Like, our group, you know, during the summer, we go to the beach and stuff. We're not as lucky as you guys down in Florida. We don't have, you know, <laughs> year round access to that. So we got to come up with some more creative ideas. I'm sure we'll go on some sledding. Uh, adventures and different things like that during the winter but uh you know we'll go to movies we'll go to different events you know I mean I've been to uh, a couple concerts and stuff you know and had just a blast completely sober and it goes back to like what you said like that was my biggest fear when I got sober was like I'm never gonna have fun again how am I ever gonna make anybody laugh
1: and today I found that to be and, and the awesome. funny thing is you realize that you know for me I realized that I wasn't even having fun until I got sober like I could tell you half the shit I was doing when I thought I was having fun, but at least now, you know, I create, I create memories, you know what I mean? Exactly. Half the time, people are telling me What's old stories, up? and I
3: don't even remember it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: are you, I know, was I there? Are you sure? <laughs> um, yeah, right. So, like, you have a new like project that, that you do. started.
3: Oh, uh, Project Phoenix?
2: <laughs> you have a new project. Yeah. yeah. What's that about?
3: Uh, project Phoenix, it was an idea I kind of had for a little while, but, um, up in Ohio, we've had a lot of, uh, overdoses with the introduction of carfentanil and more fentanyl, uh, laced heroin. So basically what project Phoenix does aims to do is to get people into treatment however best we can right now. And obviously a big uh, barrier that a lot of times is people not being able to afford it. So we look into options. There's a couple places that will accept you without, uh, insurance. Sometimes we'll sign people up for Medicaid or we'll find them an insurance plan. Um, I Obviously, I work with the Fuck Heroin Foundation a lot. You guys are great. Anytime I have somebody with a certain kind of insurance, I can just direct them to you and you guys know exactly where to send them and what to do with them and stuff like that. And, you know, we'll give them rides to treatment. And then not only that, but once they're out of treatment too, we'll direct them to, uh, you know, different IOP programs and especially uh, the Vivitrol shot for people that are aware of that, the opiate blocker, so that they have a better success rate of just getting out of rehab and being on their own.
2: Yeah, a lot of people think that just getting that shot is enough, and, you know, it's it's quite the opposite. You've got to work your, you know, got to have a program and work a program along with it hand in hand, and you know, I wish more people would get that, and I know that you, uh, the ones that come back to your area, a lot of them you go to meetings and things with also.
3: Yeah, that's another big part of what we do. We have our own meeting, too, you know. um, It's 12-step based, and we go to a lot of different 12-step programs, but, uh, you know, a lot of us, were in the same age group. Like, I'm 25, and most of the people that go to my my, uh, groups are all under the age of 40, so we all kind of get along together, and it's a lot more fun to go to a meeting when you're going with like 10 other
1: people. Absolutely. It's always, it's always better to do things in groups, man. And it's also good for that accountability. You know what I mean? To have, to have your little, uh, sober crew or your little sober squad or whatever it is, man, to have everyone, you know, that you see on a daily basis. And, uh, when they see something, they can call you out or vice versa, man. That That's always, uh, a, a big help, at least for me and my program, man, you know, Um, you know, you were talking about, uh, Project Phoenix and, uh, you had brought up the, uh, fentanyl and carfentanil overdoses, man. And, uh, you know, it's carfentanil shit, man. It's kind of crazy, dude, to think that people aren't even shooting dope anymore. They're shooting fucking elephant tranquilizers, but still willing to go out and chase that. And I know when I was out using, um, you know, I would be one of those people that would be trying to find that. And, uh... Now it just sounds crazy to me, man. But, you know, a couple weeks ago I was at an event in uh, Mansfield, Ohio, and uh, their chief of police came out and spoke. And uh, he held up a pack of sweet and low sugar. And would you believe that uh, the amount of uh, car fentanyl that it takes to fill a pack of sweet and low can kill 500 people, man? Wow. Which is, uh, that just, I know, that kind of blew my mind, man. And this shit's like, you know, for a while it was just like PA, Ohio. Um, you know, they're finding it down here in Florida now and all over the place, man. It's some scary shit, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, it's
2: well, more, it look, Reggie, it more
1: to get people
3: into w- treatment now more than ever.
1: Yeah, true story, man. And at least just educate people, you know, that, you know, if you think you're out there doing heroin, you're probably not even doing heroin, you know what I mean? Right.
2: So, um, you know, obviously the name of the show is Shattering the Stigma. If you had some words of encouragement to somebody who's out there still struggling and worrying about what people think or they just maybe relapsed and they don't want to talk about it or, or come back, what would your words of encouragement be, Richie?
3: Um, I would just tell them that my biggest change occurred when I finally admitted the truth to myself and everybody around me. More than likely, people already know. So when you can finally kind of embrace that you have a problem, but you're willing to get help, a lot of people, believe it or not, will actually respect you for that. And today, you know, I have a lot more people's respect where I didn't used to have that because I'm open and honest about my past and about what I'm doing now.
2: Nice. So um, we're going to let you go because we know you have an important meeting you're on your way to, but... Uh, before you go, I need you to do a couple things for me. Uh, let them know again where they can get your shirts and hoodies.
3: Okay. Uh, you can look me up on Facebook. Richie. It's, uh, it's uh, Richie Weber on Facebook. And uh, Fight for Recovery Ohio on Facebook.
2: Okay. And December 10th? Uh, they can find the info on your page as it's announced where that event is going to be. That's correct. I believe you said. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Oh,
1: man, I can't wait. I can't wait for the 10th. Man, I look forward to seeing. he kicks him out. Yeah, we're it's we're har-
2: we are, uh, really proud to be a supporter of.
1: Joke, it. your local heroin dealer.
2: Yeah. So one more thing, can you say fuck heroin for us?
3: I'll give you a real big fuck heroin. Richie. <laughs> <laughs> right on, brother.
2: Hey, get in there and do what you do. We love you. We'll see you on the 10th. All
3: right. Love you guys too. And I'm sure
1: I'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy. Talk soon. Love you, man. Yep. All right, guys. That was uh Richie Weber with fight for recovery, Ohio. Uh, we got Mike on hold from uh cheer on recovery and West Palm beach. Um, getting ready to go to break here in a little bit. Before we do, I just wanted to talk a little bit about our Facebook page. Uh, we are Fuck Heroin Foundation. Um, if uh, you're not familiar with us, we just ask that you go on to Facebook and look up Fuck Heroin Foundation. Uh, we currently are about to hit 80,000 followers and are uh, reaching anywhere from one and a half million to four million people weekly. Um, we, uh, like to raise, you know, we raise a lot of awareness, uh, try to break the stigma, uh, that's attached to addiction as well as offer resources nationwide. Um, my mom and I started this actually, uh, the 12th was our uh, three-year anniversary. Yeah. We didn't even get to celebrate yet, but, uh, <laughs> happy birthday, fuck heroin.
2: So, um, just a few events that we've got coming up here in the future, December 3rd. Uh, there's a sober event that's going to be at the Propaganda Room in Lake Worth. That's from 8 p.m. to 2 a.m., Recovering Artists Worldwide, Hood Hippie, Web3, uh, yeah, Fuck Heroin. Boy, my
1: boy Web3 is coming back off of uh, really more than Nationwide because I know he was in like Canada and Mexico, but he's coming back off of like a three-month tour, man. And uh, You guys should definitely check out Web3, man. He's a hip-hop artist out of Lake Worth, Florida fucking killing the game right now but uh that's his welcome back party and that is uh december december 10th 3rd at uh propaganda in lake worth i hope to see you guys there what else we got coming up
2: got december 10th with richie the mma fight we just talked about up in ohio Berea, ohio um the uh venue has not been announced yet so we'll let you know on that or you can look on richie weber's facebook page and then november 30th ride for toys for tots uh, expecting about 1500 motorcycle riders there Uh, recovering artists worldwide is going to be there it's an indian town so that's just a few of the things we've got coming up we're going to go to break guys
1: and uh, we'll be right back on with uh, mike from cheer on recovery
4: making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
1: Can grief be good for you? Absolutely.
4: Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you finding your frequency? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
5: If you're busy, stressed, and can't ever seem to find the time to add in those new healthy habits, you need to check out Lisa Lutan's Busy, Stressed, and Food-Obsessed show. This program will help you discover easy ways to improve your health and happiness. Plus, you will pick up all sorts of tips on better eating, fitness, relationships, how to manage stress, and a lot more. You'll feel yourself becoming healthier just by tuning in. Listen live every Thursday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness.
0: Tuned into Shattering the Stigma with Frankie and Mama Dukes. Reach out to us on the show today at 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also drop us a line at leisha1120 at gmail.com. That's l e s h a 1120 at gmail.com. Now back to Shattering the Stigma.
1: Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back from the break. Uh, Frankie and Mama Dukes here, Shattering the Stigma, Fuck heroin Foundation.
2: Hey, guys.
1: And uh, we got our good friend uh, Mike from uh, Cheer On Recovery on the line, man. How's it going, Mike? It's going great, guys. How are you?
2: We're doing good. We're doing good. So um, it's an honor to have you on the show tonight. Um We'd love for you to uh, give a little bit of background on yourself and and why you do what you do.
6: Okay, I'd be happy to. Um, well, as you saw from the, the bio I sent you, I you know I started my career in public accounting. Certainly a far cry from from what I'm doing today. Um, uh, that career was very good to me, and um, I'm kind of uh, leaving that career now and. You know, I was always looking for a way to give back, and I got into a little consulting gig at one point with uh, someone who had a treatment center. Met some very good people in there, some people who cared about, you know, what was going on. And, and as you see some of the people who come through these things, it uh, uh, it gives you something, you know, a feeling of some, a way to give back, and that's to try to help some of these people get rid of this this addictions that they have. Um, i found it very rewarding when you can help someone. It's uh, it's the calls from the parents. Know that really, really get to you uh, to make you feel like you're doing something right. You know, it's a it's a tough battle out there, and you know we're simply the front lines, and you know we we just try to do everything we can to help.
2: You know, um, I love the name of, of your facility. Can we uh, expand on that and why you chose that name and what it means? Yeah, well, it, it's
6: it's derived from the astro- uh, uh, astrological charts. You know, and it's symbolized by the wounded healer. And uh, the wounded healer is, uh, you know, kind of represents your deepest wounds, of which addiction I think is considered deepest wounds. You know, in our effort to try to heal those wounds, and I think that's what we try to do here at Chiron, is uh, you help those people identify and deal with the wounds they have internally, because you know, addiction is, is an internal, um, internal uh, event.
1: Now, is it pronounced Chiron or Chiron? It's Chiron. chiron we've been calling it cheer-on. Sorry sorry that. that's okay My that's well you know um you know we've had the pleasure of coming in and seeing the facility and everything man it's a really nice place and uh you know i can definitely tell that uh everyone has uh you know the client's coming through his heart at best interest man and uh we talked a little bit about you know how some of the Some of the treatment centers down here just like to create a revolving door. And uh, one of the first things you told us, you know, is how you like to separate yourself and what you're doing to uh, not become that type of facility, man. And you guys go uh, above and beyond to help your clients. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about your clinical program? Yeah. And what separates you guys from other facilities down here in South Florida? Yeah, I
6: think, unfortunately, this industry is... uh uh, unlike any I've ever worked in, and, and having worked in as an auditor in public accounting for 11 years, I saw a lot of different businesses, and I can tell you that there's never been one that I've ever seen that is um, quite like this one. Um, it's unfortunate that we have some of the players in this industry that we do have. Some of the people who are not really in it, I don't think, to help as much as they are, you know, to make a nickel. Um, you know, when when I put this center together, you know, I wanted a place that people could feel safe. Uh, People could be comfortable. You know, I wanted it to be nice. You know, some of these kids are coming out of flophouses, they're coming off the street. You know, and I felt like if we could give them a good place to try to seek recovery, a good place to live, you know, give them an idea of the kind of things that they they could work for and have in their life, um, I thought it would help. Um, You know, I believe that in order to kick this thing, you know, you have to have a purpose in life outside of getting high. And, you know, if we can show them the kind of things, you know, that life has to offer, you know, outside of, you know, just partying all the time, um, I thought it would help. So we have tried to do that, you know, in terms of the treatment facility itself, our residences where the, where the clients will stay, um, and just the attitude we have about, you know, how we want to help them. Um, and I think that uh, uh, that goes a long way. I mean, we're not going to rescue all these kids. I mean, it's uh, probably got one of the worst Success rates of any of any treatment uh, of any disease um, outside of perhaps pancreatic cancer—you know that's kind of the death sentence there—but uh, um, we're we'll making progress, I think, and I think uh, we always will make progress. And you know, as long as that's our goal, we work every day to, to try to reach that goal. And I think we'll be doing everything we can to to help the fight.
1: Now I know you guys—you uh, know—you don't only have uh, you know an inpatient facility. You also got you also have. Uh you know, sober houses and uh, IOP and stuff like that, man. Uh, Can you elaborate a little bit on uh, the the significance and importance of uh, following up with aftercare?
6: Yeah, I can. I think uh, we don't really have sober houses yet. I haven't gotten that far, but we do have the intensive outpatient. You know, and I think it's very important that, you know, once these guys step down to another level of treatment, that they get focused on being adults again. You know, we require them to go out and get proper identification, open bank accounts. You know, they have to get a sponsor, somebody they can call if they are ever, you know, feel the need. Um, they have to get jobs. You know, we think that's going to help them have purpose. You know, if you get up every day and you have something that you've got to go do, um, I believe it it helps take your mind off, um, um, you know, what you want to do that's bad for you. Uh, I always said growing up in high school when I was in school that, you know, I played a lot of sports, and, you know, and, and I always had something to do after school. I always had something to do on the weekends. So I think it kept me focused on the things that I really enjoyed doing, and I didn't get sidetracked because I had, you know, idle time on my hands uh, to get caught up in, in, in the, you know, the drugs that were available to me at that time, point in time. So to answer your question, aftercare is very important, you know, to get them focused on, on the things they need to do uh, to continue their growth. Um, and if I think if they have jobs, if they have sponsors and they always go to meetings and stuff, I think that that's a requirement for our OP program. If you can't do that, then you're really not serious about being, you know, at this point.
1: You no, know, um, yeah, I agree, man. Uh, a lot of people, um, and unfortunately a lot of parents, you know, we'll get phone calls from a lot of parents whose, uh, kids who go to, uh, you know, do, go to treatment, do their 30 days and come home and within a week they're back to using and the parents will call us and they'll be like, well, I thought he was going to be done. You know, he went to treatment like, like there's a cure for addiction. And, um, you know, it's, uh, a lot of people don't understand that, you know, just going to rehab is just scratching the surface, man. It's a lifelong process for recovery. You know what I mean? And it's, uh, I think it's really cool that you guys set that up. You know, um, another thing that we talked about, you know, when we were up there, uh, in your office a couple weeks ago, man, is, uh, You know, we talked about you know how unfortunate it is in this industry that you know you uh, will get phone calls or you'll hear about you know previous uh, uh, either friends or clients, uh, sometimes even employees passing away from this disease. And um, you know, one thing I really liked was that you uh, you know you brought you brought up the fact right away that it's also a really good feeling when uh, families reach out to you and or a past client reaches out to you like they just got a year and they just had their first kid and stuff like that, you know, um, it's, uh, you know, I know for us, you know, we see a lot of good and a lot of bad in the, in the recovery industry, man. And, um, what do you, uh, how do you, how do you deal with that and find balance in that? I guess is what I want to ask you, man. Um, you know, cause I know you, had, uh, you were just dealing with a client that had passed away and, uh, the, that same day, you had got that letter, man. How do you how do you find balance in that, man? Because I know it's got to be hard, hard on well, you, like you, it is for us.
6: Yeah, you got to step back. You know, you can't. Like I said, you'll never. We're never going to cure everybody. It's like any other disease. You know, you're going to have some wins and you're going to have some losses. Um, it's unfortunate when you have the loss because you know they've become people that you know. I mean, they're real humans. Um, and then so often, I mean, the, the title for this show tonight is so appropriate. You know, the stigma. Um, I can't tell you how how much um, grief we got when I moved into the building I'm in from some of the other tenants. Um, you know, always calling the landlord, complaining mm. about the kids out smoking, complaining about this, complaining about that. But what they failed to realize is that, you know, my landlord was in recovery. <laughs> so, so he kind of sided uh, with us. We had to make some changes. But I mean, it, that kind of stuff happens. But, um, you know, back to your question, I think that, um, when you do get that, that letter from the, from the mother, you know, you saved my life. When you do get that uh, letter from the, a call from the father that goes, you know, thank you for giving my son back. He's doing so well, you know, that helps you balance it out. It knows you, that makes you feel like you're doing some good. And I said earlier, you're never going to win the battle. I mean, there's a war out there. We may win some battles, but you're not going to win them all, but we want to make progress every day. You know, that's our goal is every day, get better at what we do. You know, I tell, I mean, I've been open for a year. And I've told my clients they'll come up with recommendations or things that you know they they think we should do better. And I tell them, look, I'm no different than you are. I'm here to get better every day. And as long as I'm striving to get better every day, I'm gonna be able to help you more every other day. So um, it, it's a fight. It's a battle. You just you know you have to so, uh, you have to understand you can't win them all.
2: So uh, if we have some listeners out there or someone that's uh, wanting to get into recovery. How would they go about contacting your facility?
6: Well, we have a a website and it's got an 800 number. I can give you that number here. It's uh, 1-800. I mean, I'm sorry. It's 888-634-0078. 888-634-0078. Or you can visit the website at www. Chironrecovery.com C-H-I-R-O-N recovery.com
2: Thank you and also if you want you can reach out to us and we'll gladly get you in Mike's hands it's it's an awesome treatment center they do an amazing job Uh, he has the philosophy like we do he makes them family somewhat so that you know they're they definitely feel welcome there, and when you walk in, you can feel the love, not only between the kids, but also the people that are, that are there with them, you know, the therapist, the group leader, the BHTs, anyone that's around them, you can just feel it, and uh, that makes a huge difference, especially when you're dealing with people that are down and out on themselves, for them to feel that love brings them back up.
1: All right, guys. Well, um, that was Mike from uh, Chiron Recovery. And uh, we're getting ready to go to another break here. Um, And we'll be back here in about two minutes. But, uh, again, that was Mike with Chiron. And uh, we'll be back with a little bit more from, uh, from Mike to wrap it up.
4: Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with hosts Nancy Karala and Dr. Chandra Bali Ghosh. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and the founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. And Dr. Ghosh is the chairperson of research and development for the CDIP Foundation. Together with their guests, we'll explore infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health and Wellness.
0: Tune in to Happy and Healthy Living with Darlene Godwin to better understand the why on how you feel and find the right therapies, treatments, and programs to bring healing to the mind, body, and spirit. You can live a better life at any age. It's not just a temporary fix. Rather, it's a permanent healthy lifestyle. Happy and Healthy Living with Darlene Godwin is broadcast live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel.
4: Now, you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, Blackberry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, Blackberry App World, or Android
0: Market. You are tuned into Shattering the Stigma with Frankie and Mama Dukes. Reach out to us on the show today at 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also drop us a line at leisha1120 at gmail.com. That's l e s h a 1120 at gmail.com. Now, back to shattering the stigma.
1: All right, welcome back guys. It's Frankie and Mama Dukes, Fuck heroin Foundation.
2: Hi guys. We're
1: here with Mike from uh, Chiron Recovery. Chiron, not Chiron. And uh, you know, overnight we were talking to Mike a little bit, man, about parents loving their kids to death. And uh, I know for me, man, until uh, my mom got uh, wisened up, it was really easy for me to get out of rehab and say that uh, my life was great and I needed 500 bucks for a new tattoo. And uh, usually that five hundred bucks would go in my arm, but there would be no ink whatsoever. So, um, Mike, what do you want to say about uh, parents enabling kids and how to help kids uh, once they get out of treatment without, uh, you know, putting uh, putting risks and triggers in their hand?
6: Yeah, I think um, you know one of the one of the things that we try to encourage when we step people, our clients, down from PHP to IOP is, you know, if they're younger kids and they've got parents who are involved, we try to encourage, discourage the parents from sending cash because the kids are going to get out, they're going to call mom and dad, say, can you send me some money, Western Union? And it's like you just said, it it becomes a trigger for them. They've got cash in their pocket now, and and I'm not so sure that at that stage they're ready to to be put to that test. And so we discourage it, and we also always have them call us first so that we can understand how much cash they're asking for and maybe understand from a, ther- from a therapy standpoint, get the therapist involved to understand that ca- what they want that cash for. Um, because the last thing you want to do is get somebody out of the 30 days. And we all know that 30 days doesn't mean anything in, in recovery. If you ask me, it's going to take you at least at a minimum 90 days. And I don't think your, your brain chemistry is actually right for eight, eight to nine months. So we've got to be very careful on what, what, we, uh, uh, what we give these kids and, and, and the threat that they have to themselves. Um, so I, I always discourage that. And, you know, we can we and keep them focused, get their own job, make their own money, pay the rents that they have to at the LP houses, you know, and let them get back into society very slowly and let them talk, work on their addiction. Let them work on, uh, you know, with their sponsors when they get that uh, that urge. So so if there's anybody out there that's listening, got kids in recovery and you right get now. that call about giving them cash, call their therapist first before you send it because you could be – you could be just enabling them to go on another run.
1: Yeah, we always tell we always tell families if anything, you know, send a send a Publix or Walmart gift card, but you know, don't don't put the money in their hands that early. I, yeah. I agree with you there, but
2: so yeah, um, we'd like to thank you for our guest. We hope you. Uh, consider coming back on as a guest again or, or someone from your treatment center so we can explore more about Chiron. And could you give them the phone number and website one more time, Mike?
6: I sure can. Uh, the phone number is 888-634-0078. Again, it's 888-634-0078. And the website is www.chironrecovery.com. That's C H I R O N R E C O V E R Y.com.
2: Thanks, Mike. Thanks,
6: Mike, man. We'll talk Thank to you, so you much, soon. Look, look forward to seeing you again. Bye-bye. Good night. You got it. Bye now.
2: Bye-bye. So. You know, a couple of things that uh, that I want to talk about is um, Thanksgiving's coming up next weekend. The holidays are hard. Um, it's hard for kids in recovery when they're away from home. It's hard for people that are still in active addiction. They don't want to go face their family or they may not be welcome to go to their family. So, Frankie, why don't you share some things that, you know, that they should do?
1: You know, um, my first uh, my first year down in Florida, I didn't get to go home for the holidays. And, uh, you know, it was really cool. Um, There's a place in uh, Delray called Central House, and they always have a big Thanksgiving dinner along with a lot of other meeting halls and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it's uh, one thing we tend to fall into in recovery, man, is we think we're the only people that feels the way that we feel. And we think that we're the only addict who can't go home for Christmas or for Thanksgiving. And... Uh, You know, you go to these meeting halls, man, and uh, it's crazy, man. It's just like when you're getting sober, you think you're the only person with these problems. You run into, like, hundreds of other people or 50 to 100 other people that are all without their families, man. And that's uh, one of the beautiful things about the program is uh, the people in those fellowships become your second family. They become your family. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff to do. If... uh, you know, you're new in recovery and you're away from your family, man, go to your, go to your closest meeting hall, man. Um, you know, uh, call some of your people in the program, man. Don't just sit alone and feel like shit because, uh, you know, it's just one holiday. Think about how many holidays, you know, we missed when we were out there doing what we do. Um, it's just one holiday to, to be able to spend the rest of the holidays that you can with your family and actually be there and be present and available.
2: You know, I'd also encourage you, if you have burned those bridges with your loved ones, don't be afraid to just pick up that phone and call them. You know, not asking if you can come over or anything, but let them know you love them. And start to mend those bridges, and you'll be amazed how you feel after you hang that phone up. And they'll be thinking, wow, he just called or she just called to say they love me. They didn't ask for anything, they didn't want anything, they didn't try to manipulate me. You know, so those are are important things. And we'll hit on this again, um, you know, all the way through Christmas a little bit, just because it is a tough time and a lot of people do go back out at that time. Um, Facebook, we're on Facebook, guys, Fuck Heroin Foundation. We encourage you to go on there. We have things up all day long, every day, coming from our whole team. So, you know, you're getting. Different things from each one of us. We're all unique. Not to mention
1: that we're always doing giveaways, man. Everyone wants to know how they can get a shirt or a sticker or a hat or a hoodie or whatever it is, man. And, you know, sometimes when you're new in recovery, um, you know, you don't have the luxury of spending an extra 20 bucks on a T-shirt. And as much as we would like to give them away, you know, uh, that is how we're able to help addicts that can't help themselves get into sober livings and stuff like that. So what we do is we do uh, we do weekly giveaways. Sometimes we do two a week. Um, so get on the page, man, and look for the next T-shirt giveaway.
2: Like the page.
1: Like the page. Share the page. Uh, share the shit out of the page, you know. Um, and most importantly, if you got somebody that's struggling with addiction, show it to them, man, because we're really outside of the box. And, uh, you know, as a matter of fact, I think we're going to be doing a, give- a giveaway again tonight. So better get your ass on there and like and follow that page and um you know uh another stigma that i just wanted to talk about before we wrap it up is uh stigma that's actually inside of the recovery community um not outsiders talking down and shaming addicts but uh people getting on a spiritual high horse or people thinking that because they have 20 30 days or maybe five years sober that they're above other people and make it hard for people to come back out you know some of us uh Some of us get this on the first time and some of us uh, fall off the bike a thousand times. But no matter how many times you fall off the bike, man, um, you know, us as addicts, us as people in recovery should always be there with welcome arms. You know, our literature tells us we don't shoot our wounded, but uh, we love them back until they can love themselves again. So uh, if you guys are out there in the program, man, and you know somebody that's struggling, do what you can to make it easy for them to come back, man. Don't shame them. Uh, trust me, they probably already feel like shit enough if they went back out. So, just remember, always welcome everyone back with open arms, man.
2: You can reach us at 419-971-KICK. Hi-ya! 419-971-KICK. Hey, if nobody told you today they love you,
1: we, we love, love you.
2: We love Fuck Carolyn.
0: Thank you for being part of the show today. Be sure to listen next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time and 6 p.m. Eastern time for another edition of Shattering the Stigma on the Voice America Health and Wellness channel. You're not in this fight alone. We're here to help.